Business as Activism and Artistry. Welcome to part one of a two-parter, Business Being Political. Let's do it. Welcome to the Internal Customer Handbook, a work culture podcast for people who lead people. This unpublished book turned podcast is for people leaders who want to create 21st century work cultures that look nothing like, but this is how we've always done it. I am your host, Wendy Conrad, work culture strategist and founder of Your Happy Workplace. And if you are wondering if, why, and how ethical leadership and business can coexist, then you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Let's get into today's episode. If you've been listening to the Internal Customer Handbook podcast for a while, then you know that the weekly content was originally written as a book in 2021. But Our world these days is changing fast, so I'm not doing the sections in order anymore. I'm kind of, as things are happening in our world, shifting the content to what I think is happening in real time, because given recent and continued events in the United States, I decided to push this section up, especially when I'm seeing the idea of, quote unquote, politics has no place at work and even had someone unsubscribe from the Your Happy Workplace newsletter because the subject matter was, quote, too political. I think this sentiment ignores our humanity. So this particular section was originally written in late January 2022, and I've updated it a little. So this section of the book is titled Business as Activism and Artistry. And part two is going to be about business as art, but this week's reading is a longer one. Business is political. What does that even mean? First, let's define the word political. It has a few definitions. One of them is, quote, interested in or active in politics. Of course, business is political because laws and regulations affect businesses no matter the industry. So if your business is not political, then you're not paying attention. Politics also affect your team who are a big part of your business. Think back to your workplace around October, November of 2020 or January 26, 2021. Or more recently, June 24th, 2022, with the most recent SCOTUS ruling against women's right to choose, or gun control in politics. And think about all of those times and the continued things that are happening, and tell me politics don't play a role in how your team shows up. I wrote an article about it, and I'll link that in the show notes. Some would argue that politics have no place in business. I used to think in order to have a successful business, you shouldn't be public with your politics because then you turn away half of your audience. And I've even had people tell me that as I started to become more political with my messaging and my posting and my writing. Be neutral, be vanilla, be 
forgettable. I've since learned that I am not for everyone and neither is your happy workplace. And now I can celebrate that. And taking no position is taking a position. In the present and future of work, we cannot afford to not be political. And I'm not saying to push specific political candidates to your team. Don't do that. Or force people to become active in causes they don't support in the name of, quote, team bonding. Don't do that either. Or crafting every single social media post around politics, which is not necessary. You may think mixing politics and business is messy, and you're not wrong. It's an art form. So how can our businesses engage in activism? First, let's define that word, activism. The policy or action of using vigorous campaigning to bring about political or social change. Companies do it, and they do it successfully. A short list of corporate activists, Patagonia. Their core value is environmental activism. They even encourage people to not buy their product in the name of environmentalism. And pizza. They're a huge supporter of raising the minimum wage and give people, their employees, paid time off for activism. Ben and Jerry's. They have an entire website page dedicated to the movements they support, including racial justice and LGBTQ plus rights and resources for how you can get involved. From the Ben and Jerry's website, quote, we believe that business has a responsibility and a unique opportunity to be a powerful lever of change in the world. We can use traditional and contemporary business tools to drive systemic progressive social change by advancing the strategies of the larger movements that deal with those issues, such, such as climate justice and social equity, end quote. What are some reasons to consider taking a stand on issues as a business leader? One is the younger workforce craves purpose in their work and looks for businesses that are making a social impact in the world and care more about just the bottom line. Another reason, people who have similar values will gravitate to your business as customers and job applicants. Also, it's allowing the full personality and humanity of your organization to be expressed through practice and action. Now, you might be saying humanity of an organization, but here's the math. Your organization is made up of and sustained by people. People are humans, not robots. Therefore, your organization has a collective humanity. The past and ongoing denial of this fact is part of why toxic workplaces continue to exist. So how might activism show up 
in our organizations. Start with making a list of the core values of your organization, and from there you can make organic connections to causes to support if you have not done so already. And if you think your industry, your organization, or your business doesn't directly link to any cause, issue, or movement, see Ben and Jerry's. They make ice cream. Next, defining core values can also help guide how you conduct business from what kind of vendors you use to what kind of culture you have. It takes creativity and courage to put effort into aligning your organization's values with its business practices. Also, think about state and federal legislation that might affect your business and your team, and educate yourself about issues that come up on the ballot on all levels, city, county, state, federal. Stick to the facts, which are hard to come by these days. How else might activism show up in your organization? Vote and encourage your team to vote. Encourage critical thinking in the workplace. Your work culture itself might also be interpreted as a political statement. Is it a reflection of people over profits or is the bottom line the top value? For example, championing the well-being of your team by having four-day work weeks, paying a thrivable wage, and being active in pay equality issues are all ways that leaders can be activists through their businesses. What activism looks like for you and your organization and your team will be different. It will be unique. How have I attempted to incorporate activism into my business? By becoming more vocal on what my values are by sharing other voices that have important things to say about issues I care about and issues that affect all of our workplaces. I've also added a page on my website listing anti-racism resources and experts to support and hire. By stretching my comfort zone on what I can and what I will do in my personal life to become more active in causes I believe in. The very nature of my work and messaging could be considered, quote, political. Is this list vigorous campaigning, like the definition says? Hardly. Can it still be considered activism? Not sure. Do I have a long way to go? Absolutely. Incorporating activism into your business takes creativity and imagination. What are some things you are already doing that might be considered political within your organization? What are some new things you are considering to practice activism? through your business. Next week's reading is going to be part two of this business as activism and artistry. 
where I will expand on the idea of business as art. I'd love to hear what your organizations are doing within this topic of business being political. Let me know. I'm your host, Wendy Conrad of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast. <laughs> Hope to have you back next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast. Please subscribe and share with friends. Want to send an email for the mailbag segment? I'd love to answer your work culture questions or hear your bad boss or toxic workplace stories to be shared right here on the podcast. Email me at wendy at yourhappyworkplace.com. Want to support the podcast and my work? Contribute at throwconfettiatme.com. Yes, you heard that right. Throwconfettiatme.com. It's an actual website. My dog agrees. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.